Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Maddie here. It's just me today. Um, Shannon couldn't make this episode, but I'm so excited to introduce Maddie Miles to the show. She is a hormone specialist, a female health activist, a clinical herbalist, and she is so incredible. She gives us so much information on how to balance our hormones, how stress affects our hormones, how to recognize if our hormones may be unbalanced. And I'm so excited for you all to hear all of her tips and all of her information that she shares. And yes, take a listen. You can follow her at the Maddie Miles on Instagram and check out her herbal remedies that she just created. I have one and it's amazing. Um, it's called Soothe and you can buy it at peacelovehormones.com. And all this info is in the episode description. So take a look. Um, and yes, enjoy Maddie. Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Hello, Maddie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Madison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your amazing podcast. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I've been following you and listening to you for quite a while now. So I'm so excited to have you on and talk all things hormones um, because, you know, a lot of us really don't know anything about our own hormones and like menstrual cycle and all of that. So I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, most of us don't, right? Because of like the, you know, society that we live in and it's not something that we're taught in school and, you know, mm -hmm. it's not really being taught in most homes either because our parents don't know, right? So totally. I, you know, my mission and why I do what I do is because I had no idea either until reaching my 20s after struggling with my health for so, so long, mm -hmm. not knowing, not being educated on how important our hormones are, how important our ovulatory and menstrual cycles are. So that is what I, why I do what I do. And I love the heck out of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. Um, so funny. I'm actually starting this week a hormone course. Have you heard of Institute for Integrated Nutrition? Um, I yes, IIN, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, um, I have. Yeah. So I did their like health coach program originally, um, like three years ago when I first started coaching, and then now this week I'm starting a hormone health course, and I'm so excited. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. So I'm excited to learn it from you and then, you know, get more details on that. But would love to hear from you if you want to just like introduce yourself, what you do, what you specialize in, um, and then just like a little bit more of like a background of kind of why and what brought you to being a hormone health expert. Absolutely. So my name is Maddie Miles, and I'm the founder of Peace Love Hormones, a brand that is inspiring and supporting a menstrual health revolution. I myself, I'm an integrative health practitioner. I'm a female hormone expert. I'm a female health activist as well, a menstrual cycle educator, and finally, but certainly not least, a clinical herbalist. And Peace Love Hormones, what, why we are who we are and why we do what we do is to ultimately uplift and empower all women and menstruators to take back control of their menstrual health through our educational platforms, such as our menstrual health app, our social media, our podcast, and through our organic, powerful, science-backed herbal remedies. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, I'm so excited amazing. to like dig deeper. Um, yeah. What like brought you to kind of wanting to like dive into this field and like, were you always planning on kind of going into like the health field or? No, I, so my health journey 
I mean, for as long as I can remember to answer your question, Madison, yes, I knew yeah. that I wanted to be in the health field, but okay. certainly not from a young age. From a very, very young age, I actually wanted to be a singer and an actress, um, oh. which I still am very theatrical, but I <laughs> clearly did not go down that route. What now it got comes through in reels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I like talk about that all the time. That is my outlet. I swear yeah. that's my outlet for like being creative. Yeah, I mean, and, your reels are amazing, so it makes sense. Thank you. And my partner, Braxton, plays the guitar. He plays a bunch of instruments, and uh, I'll sing awesome. with him. It's like one of our favorite things to do to relax. Yeah. So I started struggling with my health from a very young age. I'm talking like eight years old is when I got my first diagnosis of mm anxiety, also depression, then insomnia, then it was anorexia. And it was like all of these things were kind of just being thrown at me, you know, like, oh, you have this, mm-hmm. you have that. And the only answer for any of that was, I mean, I was seeing specialists and I was in and out of different inpatient and outpatient programs, but I mean, it wasn't a holistic approach by any means, you know, especially with an eating disorder, the conventional approach is like, you know, once they're at a certain weight then they're recovered, right? And like, Mm -hmm. that's like a such a small part to the equation for, you know, for eating disorders, such a small part to the equation. Of course, you know, you need to be at a healthy enough weight. So, you know, you don't die, of course, but you know, Mm -hmm. there's so much that goes into it emotionally, spiritually, and physiologically. So I was really struggling for a long time. My amazing parents who were so worried worried sick about me and for my life were just willing to do anything right like we were driving sometimes four hours a day to get to and from um you know these appointments and terrible Chicago traffic that's where I'm from originally I live in Austin Texas now so if anyone lives in Austin Texas hello what's up but (laughs) I grew up in Chicago so traffic could be terrible and they're driving me back and forth to all these appointments it was emotionally and physically draining for about eight years of my life. And the final time I was hospitalized, Mm. I was studying abroad in Spain. I was sent home because I was so sick and malnourished. And I was laying there in the hospital bed with a feeding tube and had such a strong intuition and desire to get better. I was like, okay, Mm. I see the issue now. Not that I haven't seen it before. It took me a while to like even, you know, acknowledge that I had a a problem. But Uh then I always just pretend like I'm fine, you know, it's this is to a certain extent, this is just how it's gonna be for the rest of my life. And you know, I finally just approached my parents and I was like, okay, I want to work together as a team and I want to get better. I want to go to college. I want to start my own business. I didn't know what it was going to be at the time, right? But yeah. I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to fall in love. I wanted to make babies who they make babies and have grandbabies, like all the things. Mm-hmm. And I knew in my heart and in my head that if I was in and out of a hospital, I would not be able to do any of that. So, right. um, and I really wanted in the short term, I was like, I need to get back to Spain. Like I had a little Spanish boyfriend at right. the time. I was <laughs> living my life abroad. I was like, get me back there. So that is when we you know, we decided together as a team, my parents and I, that, hey, this, all of these approaches that we've been doing and spending so much energy and time and money on have not been working. So we, my mom found an integrative health clinic in outside of Chicago. It was the first time I was seeing health and medical professionals who did not want me on pills, which I had been like so drugged up at the time with all these different pharmaceuticals for sleeping Mm. and 
um, for anxiety, for depression, all of the things. And I was also on hormonal birth control, the pill. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I was hearing about like food as um, and food and nutrition as medicine. I was hearing and learning and actually using herbal medicine, uh, mm. vitamin therapy and IVs. Like I was really learning and I was so wow. excited because number one, I was feeling, I was starting to actually feel better. And yeah. we ran functional labs. We saw that I was so nutrient deficient, um, mineral yeah. deficient as well. My gut needed help. I mean, I had been on so many antibiotics as a kid. I think traditional American, right? Like we've Mm -hmm. been prescribed a lot of antibiotics that was really impacting my gut. And then, you know, I was just, uh, especially when I was younger before my eating disorder, I was drinking Cokes and Sprites and eating Mm -hmm. bagel bites and all of the things that, you know, were not the best for my gut. So um, we really started to do some deep work and finding the root cause, all of the imbalances that were causing my neurological and physiological imbalances, which Mm -hmm. were showing themselves as an eating disorder and as insomnia, as panic attacks and anxiety. So we really started to address and correct a lot of that. I was going into college and was like, okay, I want to continue to study this in the classroom as well. So Mm -hmm. I enrolled in a bunch of nutrition and dietetic courses, realized very quickly um, that I was basically just learning in the classroom everything that I had done during the first bulk of my like healing journey that didn't work so Mm, I was like oh okay I'm starting to see now what all of the medical professionals that I had worked with during those years what they went through right yeah yeah like why they're mm -hmm, and why their first kind of reaction was was what what they were Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so me having been through at that point, like eight years, half of my life that, that yeah, point wow. pretty much of, you know, seeing what not to do and living it and actually like experiencing what not to do and experiencing what to do. And it didn't line up with everything that I was learning. I mean, I was having weekly calls with, um, cause I, I everything turned virtual eventually, once I went to school and I was virtually talking to my integrative dietitian, my integrative psychologist, all of the peeps over in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, dang, this isn't lining up at all with what I'm learning. And I really started yeah. to like, I mean, I could talk about this for hours and hours, but my eyes started to be opened and they already were open for sure. Like having experienced it as a patient, but actually being a student in it, I was starting to really understand how the Western, um, medical model works and I don't want to shame it because I think it's great for short-term things right like I broke my arm last year Mm -hmm. and (laughs) although I love herbs and I love all that that was not going to you know I needed my arm to be first of all x-rayed to make sure that it was really broken and where it was broken make sure that I did or didn't need surgery for it and then to bandage it up but from there on I used nutrition I used herbs I used supplementation to reduce inflammation to promote Mm -hmm. healing yeah. Um, so I think there's a balance, right? There's a balance totally. for sure. Like I always tell people, like if you, you know, break your leg or you get into car crash, don't call me, go to the, yeah. go to the ER. Right. Right. Um, but you know, when you are on the other side of that and you're looking to heal, um, right. come to me. And if you just want overall preventative medicine and preventative health, then that's my, that's my jam. So mm-hmm. anyway, I really learned a lot. Um, I knew that after undergrad, I wanted to go into something much more tailored to natural um, health Mm -hmm. and medicine. 
And at the time, the only pharmaceutical that I was taking was hormonal birth control, the pill. I was on the combo, yeah. which means it had progestin, synthetic progesterone and synthetic estrogen in it. Okay. And I still wasn't sleeping the best. My libido was really low. My mood was kind of meh. Like, you know, I just mm. felt really flatlined. Like nothing yeah. made me super sad. Nothing made me super excited. Like it was just flatlined. And it wasn't until I was at a women's lunch and someone had brought up that they were reading Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton and were absolutely mm. disgusted with hormonal contraceptive and they believed it was, you know, causing all of their gut issues that they had been struggling with and that they were going to stop. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I really even like considered like, oh my gosh, hormonal birth control maybe causing a lot of these things. Of course I knew that it was unnatural and it was my goal to stop it eventually for sure. Right. Like if I wanted kids or anything like that, I knew I needed to stop, but I really, even like with the integrative clinic, no one brought to my attention that the birth control pill could have been causing all of those lingering symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was very eye-opening for me to say the least. I mean, I started reading one book, which led to two books, which led to like literally hundreds of books at this point. Um, you know, listening in on so many different seminars, webinars, podcasts, uh, diving like head first into a bunch of research as well. And oh my goodness, it's been so incredible. Clearly I'm obsessed with it, right? Like I've created yeah. my <laughs> life and business and mission are now centered around this. And it's mm-hmm. really beautiful to see that like my struggles with everything that I had dealt with for most of my younger life, all was for a reason. i firmly believe that whether it's everything happens for a reason or we can extract reasoning out of everything that happens for us that I truly believe it and I see it with myself like I was I mean I I can't even fully describe like how dark my life got for a really long time like I didn't want I really truly didn't want to live for a Mm. really long time and you know really really sad and it's crazy to think about I I almost forget about it sometimes because I'm just so happy now and like I feel so healthy I experience all of my emotions and I like you know understand how and why they come at different points of my cycle I know how to eat for my body in my cycle I understand Mm -hmm. bio-individuality so therefore I'm allowed or not allowed but I'm able to look at you know like anything that kind of is thrown my way I don't like seek out like fad diets and all that stuff but if something pops up on social media or in conversations and I pass it by it doesn't impact me because I know what's right for my body and it's so beautiful it's so enlightening it's the only way to live I firmly believe and so my role in society I truly believe I was put on this earth to help women and menstruators understand their cycles understand how to live in harmony with their hormones this is something that we used to do anciently you know we Mm. would all get together on the full moon and on the new moons we would celebrate and ritualize ovulating and menstruation all of these things that we've really lost since the patriarchy has taken over and we've been totally suppressed. I mean, that is like another, if you want to have me on for another podcast episode to go over like the history of like birth control and the history of our cycles and how we've really just been suppressed time and time again 
throughout like the last like you know 200 so years mm-hmm. it is a lot but anyway so I eventually hopped off birth control myself after a lot of learning and listening and talking with others and prepping mm-hmm. my body and my mind for getting off birth control and I had um, primary amenorrhea, which means I never had the onset of my um, menses uh, upon 16 years old because I was put on the pill and I had an eating disorder beforehand. So that would be considered primary amenorrhea, just never had an onset of my menses. So I was really interested, a little nervous. I think that's normal human life, but a little nervous, Mm -hmm. but mostly just super interested of like, how is my body going to respond after getting off of this, right? Like essentially, even though there were synthetic hormones that I was getting, which do not have the same beautiful benefits as our natural hormones do, if anything, they have the negative side effects, um, negative side effects, but that's all my body has really known you know because like I haven't had my ovaries fully functioning and fully communicating with my brain in order Mm -hmm. to start producing my own natural hormones so I was really interested of course I heard the horror stories of you're gonna break out in all this hormonal cystic acne and you're gonna be super anxious and um you know not be able to sleep all these things and I was like I sort of feel these already not the acne part but like I don't already sleep right (laughs) you know you already have all those symptoms Exactly. I'm like, I already like have, you know, now I understand what a panic attack feels like. But at the time, like I was going into the ER because I thought my heart was like, I was, yeah. I was having a heart attack. I was having such bad panic attacks at one so point. Scary. On the and again, no one's linking these for me. So I'm just like, okay, just totally. you know, yeah. leaving the ER and like taking my birth control pill, like the irony, right? Like so yeah. wild. So anyway, um, the stats for women and menstruators who report experiencing painful periods, PMS, all of that is alarmingly high. Also, we see the number of hormonal contraceptive users extremely high as well. I'm talking about 11 million, just the pill alone. So we're not even talking about the implant or the patch, the IUD, like just Mm. the pill alone. So it's a lot. It's a really high number um, of us that are sick a really high number of us that are on hormonal contraceptive. And I just want to be a light in this space because I also realized when I was doing all this research and I even see it still today mm-hmm. that I couldn't really relate to a lot of the other people in this space because I, first of all, I just want to say like, I love and adore the heck out of the pioneer women in this space who mm-hmm. really like, they're the ones that are like, okay, we have been left out of medical and health and pharmaceutical fitness, all of the research and trials, we've been left out of it until Mm. 1993. And we still aren't equally represented as men are. So Mm. we have to take everything that we learn with a grain of potassium, even like the natural stuff, right? Like intermittent fasting or these things like using nutrition to, you know, hypothetically speaking to like benefit our health and to optimize our health right that's natural that's considered natural but it still is not the best for a woman who's in her menstruating reproductive years so Mm -hmm. I really admire the heck out of the women who have spent their time and energy everything right pioneering this realm and this research for us so yeah. that we can like continue to take over. So I always want to say that. But that being said, I felt like there was a, a really big age gap between us. And um, I couldn't find anyone my age who was doing this and like 
making it cool, right? Like right. I, I like need, to, I've had so many shamanic like experiences and healing journeys <laughs> that yeah. have told me that I, they're like, we see a lot of books around your head. Like you need to get your head more out of the, like, less in the books and more play. So I am trying to find more balance in life. But as someone yeah. who <laughs> is so into research and like almost to like my detriment, um, mm. I was looking for some women in their, in their 20s and in their 30s who were before like even like becoming moms, right? Like they are just yeah. solely focused on their fertility and their health just for themselves, not to get pregnant, not to, um, you know, be a healthy mother, like just for themselves. And I was looking for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. And I was like, I think this is the issue within society is that we think like, okay, let's go on birth control until we want to get pregnant. And then we hop off the pill. Oh no, we can't get pregnant because, you know, we just totally shut down that whole major system um, for uh-huh. however many years. So now we're trying to like repair it. And then the people get into like the natural um, healing modalities, but it's just for it to yeah. you create a baby. And we're missing out on so many beautiful years of just optimizing our own health, our spiritual, totally. our, our physical health. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to become that for myself. And I turned my blog, which I had had for about three years at the time Uh and I was very open about it I mean it was a space where I talked about my struggle my past struggle with an eating disorder and body image and it was also like a place for healthy recipes and how you can use nutrition to feel better and Mm. supplements that I liked and you know travel like it was everything it was just my blog and I did a whole 360 and I was like we're talking about vaginas vulvas we're talking about ovulation (laughs) menstrual cycles all of the things like we are just gonna do this and like if you want to stay for it I will love you so much and if you don't want to stay for it like that makes me really sad but I hope you eventually come back yeah so that's what I do now that's how I got into it. It was really just struggling with my own health and having to heal. And originally I was like, I just want to get into this space, like make a career out of this. So I always stay healthy. And so that I always have, I'm able to fund like natural health and medicine because we know it's not covered by insurance. And so I was like, that was like my original goal. And then I was like, wait a second. Like I'm so fed up with how just like I'm so fed up with the gap in quality for women and men when it comes to like health and a lot of other things, but especially like health. Mm-hmm. And I was so disturbed by all of the women around me and just like the statistical numbers of women who are sick. And I was like, bingo, I know what I need to do. I know I need to yeah. use my my knowledge and my experience to help others. So yeah. yeah. And then finally, I, I must mention herbalism. So I love herbs. Yes. I mean, I just love plants, right? Like I love anything that comes from the earth. I originally got into herbs. I was in college and I contracted Lyme disease. Oh, wow. And in my integrative clinic, we used an herbal protocol for four months to wow. um, to put that into remission and it worked. And so that was really when like my eyes were open to the power of herbs. So then we started experimenting with herbs to help me um, you know, reduce stress. So I didn't have to take Xanax and Mm -hmm. we used it for, to promote sleep. I mean, like CBD melatonin was life-saving for me. (laughs) So it was just like, um, I mean, it's, it was a long time coming and I was like, I want to go 
into school just for herbalism as well. And so there birthed my herbal remedies. Everyone always asks me, like, will you, yeah, they're like, will you ever, you know, do any other type of supplements? And I mean, I say never say never, but I just love plants so much. Our bodies take information from plants. Our physiology is literally primed to respond to the phytonutrients of the plants that we eat. And when the plants change their constituents in response to changes in their environment, then we in turn detect those constituents and those changes and our physiology can prepare for our own environment. So they're beautiful. And that's, you know, like a very small, small portion of my love for, for plants Mm -hmm. and herbal medicine. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, truly, like, incredible just how you brought all of that to what you're doing now and, like, helping others. And it's just so powerful, especially because I think now, too, like, so many women are experimenting with getting off the pill. And it's, like, tough on our bot. Like, literally, we turn 16 and our doctors are like, all right, you're on the pill. Um, mm-hmm. even now my doctor, I love her, my GP, but she pushes birth control on me every time I see her and I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's so nice that you're like creating a space where women don't feel like they need to be on it. Um, and just like taking control of their bodies and how they react to things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, first of all, you're not alone in that yeah. you know, into that office. It's like, well, here's the pill. And it's like, but I'm totally fine. It's like, there's a, you know, funny meme that was going around for a bit. And it's like, you know, for really frequently we see like, especially in the space that I'm in, it's like, oh, like you go in for this problem or this problem. And it's like the pill, the pill, the pill. And then you yeah. finally go and you have no issues at all. And they're still like, here, take the pill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally. Like, right of passage in a way too like I was talking about this with a women's group that I'm a part of here in Austin that um they asked me if I would actually just speak at one of the at one of the meetings at one of the gatherings I was like of course and we all really connected over how birth control for many of us you know some of us went on because we you know had a regular periods or maybe it was a yeah. you know false or true PCOS diagnosis or endometriosis but most mm. of us just go on because it truly was like a oh you're that age now it's time to get on the pill yeah and we exactly. aren't really educated that we aren't fertile all the time too so there's that discussion yeah. of like oh if you're going to be sexually active like let's reinstill you know reinforce this notion that pregnancy prevention and all of this is solely on the woman and right. you have to be on something that is going to totally change your physiology, shrink mm-hmm. your brain, and potentially cause some really life-threatening side effects. And yeah. you have to be on this until you're ready to get pregnant. Oh, and then yeah. when you hop off and you're trying to get pregnant, it may be really hard for you to do so. And unless yeah. you find a naturopath, an integrative medicine practitioner, whatever it is, that can help you, if you can't find one of those and you're just going through the traditional system, because that's all we're taught, right? We're taught uh-huh. that the doctor is God. Then yeah. you're not going to find a lot of answers. You're going to feel discouraged. And you're probably going to go through a lot um, or very expensive IVF treatments that right. really may not even work. So, you know, oh, I just, I feel like my heart almost stop a little bit mm. when I like talk about this because it really just makes me, it makes me really sad. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I know that there are so many other people like myself who are, again, just trying to be the lights, right? And not like shame anyone for being on birth control. I was on it myself for six years, but I also didn't know. And right Mm -hmm. when I did find all of this out, I still contemplated it, but I, you know, was like, I think it's really in my best interest, short term and long term to get off the pill. And I want to provide that option for everyone because I still am shocked every single time I meet a woman who is on hormonal contraceptive and has no idea about any of this until she is sent one of my podcast episodes or she comes stumbles across a reel or a tiktok and Uh I'm like okay I'm so happy that you were able to see this but also what type of world do we live in where you need to see uh you know a tiktok reel in order to know that something that you're taking yeah that our doctors aren't telling us Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah so yeah, yeah, that's, it's that's where I'm at. It's very wild. Yeah, um, couldn't agree more on that. But okay, and then to bring us back to cancer. So obviously, cancer in itself like affects our hormones in terms of stress and all those things. I love like if you could speak to kind of like how stress and like trauma affect our hormones, and then what we can do to kind of help like control that a little bit. Yeah, so I myself have, I'm not a cancer warrior, I haven't had cancer before, but I can speak on in general, just Mm -hmm. like the negative effects of stress. Yeah, Um, perfect. And some of my favorite tips for that. So chronically elevated cortisol can show itself in many different ways, like sleep disturbances. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people say that they wake up between like 1 and 3 a.m. And I go, yes, that's cortisol at play. Um, Suppressed thyroid function, queen of Mm -hmm. metabolism, regulates our body temperature, you know, supports ovarian health. So many benefits for um, Mm -hmm. thyroid health. Also, another um, side effect, negative side effect of chronic Chronically elevated cortisol would be insulin resistance, progesterone, Mm. and testosterone deficiencies. It also shrinks the hippocampus of the brain and can cause osteoporosis and immune dysfunction. Mm. And it also has been shown to shorten the telomeres of our DNA, which accelerates aging. So when stress um, is unremitting, it's it's just totally chronic – Cortisol receptors will also start to lose their sensitivity, which forces our Mm. HPA access to pump out cortisol even more. So, you know, when it comes to reducing stress, right? Like, because obviously we don't want any of what I just mentioned. Right. (laughs) And, you know, stress has, uh, again, another thing that like we could talk about for at least an hour because stress just has so many direct, but also indirect impacts on our health. So you know, when we are, when our body is focused on producing stress hormones, it's going to downregulate our sex hormone production as well. Mm. So then when we're downregulating our sex hormone production, which, you know, progesterone, for example, I love to call her like the calming hormone. If we have little progesterone, which we see also in menopause, which is not a disease, but it's just the natural Mm -hmm. occurrence of womanhood, um, you know, then anxiety starts to kick in and mood swings and insomnia. And then, you know, when it comes to like indirect effects, it's like, okay, well, if you think about sleep alone, if you are, if your sleep is compromised because your stress is high, then Mm -hmm. how that impacts your insulin sensitivity and how it impacts your sex hormone production and all of these things, right? It's like everything within the body 
And like, I just, I can't wait until the day that like everyone just knows this and accepts this, right? But like everything in the body and mind works together. It's right. They're constantly communicating to each other. Even if we're just sitting down watching TV, so much is going on. Um, Mm on a neurological and physiological level. And then also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how much we're connected to our external environment as well Mm. and to the earth, especially as women and womb owners, we are very connected to Mother Earth. So the changes in the seasons, the changes in the temperatures, depending on how much sun you do or don't see, all of these Mm. things are directly impacting our hormone production. So stress is very, you know, it's of course important, right? Like we all, we need stress to a certain, um, to a certain extent, but everything in balance, too much of anything is just inherently not good. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who struggles with, you know, chronic stress, and I kind of am raising my hand over here, I've done much better lately, but yeah. You know, we live in this very stressful world, you know, the pollutants, also our food system and, you mm-hmm. know, the nutrients and the soil, everything is declining. So you're not as resilient to stress as you used to be. And mm-hmm. therefore, I love to use uh, just to go back to the foundations when it comes to supporting ourselves, to supporting our bodies and our minds to reduce stress. So the foundations are first sleep like you can be eating all of the greatest organic fruits and vegetables and staying away from inflammatory foods and taking all these amazing supplements but if you're not sleeping if you're sleeping like five hours a night then that stuff is not it's not going to be able to hold you up for very long yeah so sleep first sleep is like oh whenever I'm working with someone or talking to someone who's struggling I even if they have a million other things to tell me, I'm like, how are you sleeping? Because most of us aren't sleeping very well. (laughs) And sometimes like we actually were asleep. We don't really get deep sleep. So Mm. um, my first thing is optimizing sleep. And next would be to make sure that they're properly hydrated, not with Mm -hmm. tap water because that's very toxic. So, you know, moving more towards filtered water is really crucial, especially Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with something um, like cancer or a thyroid disease or anything like that. We really want to make sure that we are reducing toxic toxin exposure as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And a huge source of that is two huge sources, our food and our water. So things that are supposed to be nourishing us and hydrating us can actually be the source of illness. So Mm. getting a really high quality um, water source, whether you have, you know, a distiller installed in your house or you order spring water or you're going and filling up at a a local springs. There's actually a website. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but you can actually type in where you live and it'll give you the nearest um, mineral spring source and you can just go. Oh, and that's it. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. There are so many things nowadays. That's like the perks of living in today's world. Yeah. Um, so water and you can always spice it up. I say like dress up, dress up your water or make it spicy by putting in some sea salt and lemon electrolytes, boom, adding in some uh, minerals, plant-based minerals would be great. Tea, I love having tea. It's really hot right now, so I'm not drinking hot tea necessarily, but yeah. room temperature tea, you know, you can make sun tea by putting in your um, loose herbs or in your tea bag, filling up your cup with water and leaving it out in the sun. Depending on where you live, if you live in Austin, Texas, you literally need 10 minutes and then you have your tea. Totally, it's so, so hot, hot there. Here. So hot. <laughs> um, 
So after hydration, nutrition, of course, um, mm-hmm. you know, no restriction, no fad diets. Yeah. I am, you know, welcome all of the macro and micronutrients. We eat them all. Of course, don't eat something if you're allergic to it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, you know, stay away from the inflammatory foods. I myself used to be very strictly vegan and mm. starting December, I started to incorporate like bone broth and wild caught salmon and caviar and it really did wonders for me emotionally and physically. So physically mm. got more energy back, like my hair was getting stronger and thicker, but emotionally just giving myself that freedom and that like self yeah. like, hey, I'm listening to you. When you need something, I'm going to give it to you. And mm. you're craving this. Um, and just having more, you know, I, I'm definitely getting more protein in now. Not that we need an absurd amount of protein. I think some people are way overdoing the protein, which is also a cancer. Risk. Yeah. But mm. um, again, go, always going back to the word balance, right? I'm like, sound like such a broken record, but it really is balance. So no, I totally. feel it's all about so balance. much better now. It's so much better now. Um, you know, reducing and not getting obsessive with it because obviously coming from eating disorder past, I'm very familiar with obsessive um, mm-hmm. tendencies around eating and exercising. So it, including a lot of self-love, right? Like if we're going out to dinner with friends, I embrace it. I love it. And I enjoy it. Same thing if we're out on vacation, whatever. But I also intuitively know what feels best for me. And I love and crave fresh fruits and vegetables. I crave mm-hmm. like whole sources, whole real foods, you know? Mm -hmm. So nutrition, that is how we can either get healthy or we can get sick. So nutrition, Mm -hmm. and then we get into supplementation and herbal medicine. Herbs are technically food as well and should fall under nutrition. And um, culinary herbs, yes, do. But medicinal herbs, like my herbal supplements, those Mm -hmm. are, um, you know, those are used for preventative medicine and health but also if you're dealing with something like PMS or you know irregular periods whatever it is then you can use herbs there's so many different herbs out there um you know just use them to your advantage for sure and lastly but certainly not least spirituality for sure Mm. so I think that this is super important everyone has their own um way of connecting with like higher power or connecting with themselves even if that higher power is your highest self Mm. and for some people it's you know meditating and journaling and going on walks other people it is ecstatic dance um perhaps it's church like whatever it is for you just finding Mm -hmm. that and whatever allows you to connect to your divine feminine and allows you to connect to the earth and at the end of your practice you feel more love for yourself and for the world and all beings then that's spirituality to me I love so that is definitely a crucial part to the healing process I have a few Mm -hmm. friends in this space who um, are just focused on brain rewiring and brain training and so it's like someone will come in and work with someone like me who of course yes I'm mentioning you know have a spiritual practice here by neural beats for x y and z um Mm -hmm. cultivate and manifest your period do full moon and new moon rituals all of the things right but I don't more so work on brain rewiring but I will I'll run labs with you functional labs 
we will prescribe herbs and supplementation and nutritional changes, mm-hmm. all these things. And then I love recommending my friends who are in brain rewiring because they literally have whole courses where you're really going in and you are changing the way that things are wired and firing because mm-hmm. a lot of us get stuck on these like perpetual loops, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, especially after cancer, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after an eating disorder, I still have to work. Yeah. On it. oh, I It's bet. like I have this, this, um, it's really deeply ingrained in me, but like, like food is scarcity because for so long mm. it was for me because I wasn't really feeding myself. And so I right. still, before every single meal during my, you know, breath work before meals, which I always do for at least one minute beforehand, I'm telling myself like everything is in abundance. I'm not mm. in danger. I'm not starving. Like we are living in abundance. Um, mm. So it's still a practice and it's, it's still always rewiring my brain. And yes, and I can only imagine after cancer as well. And I think I told you, Madison, but my aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer Yeah. Um, mm. about two months ago. And so, you know, I've really been working closely with her and just keeping in touch with her. And she realized too, she's like, I needed more than ever before in my entire life to take more time for myself and to meditate and to journal. She has two boys. Um, So she's like, I need to take some time for myself. I just haven't been giving myself that for the last 15 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, um, so I work with uh, cancer survivors. So once they're done with treatment and that's like the biggest thing that we work on, honestly, like prioritizing yourself. Because we, especially as women, I think, like, are not taught to do that. And we're taught that it's selfish to take time for ourselves, especially if you have a family. So, um, yeah, such an important piece of it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's my, those are my tips on, you know, distress and what you can do. It's, like, really just going back to the foundations and making sure yeah. that all of those are there. And then there are some really amazing supplements that can help with it like rhodiola is amazing it's an arctic root plant and it literally smells like roses um but it was traditionally used as an energy and fertility tonic but modern Uh studies have shown that the extracts of rhodiola improve symptoms of like depression and relieve stress and fatigue. oh that's amazing i love rhodiola i'm like really like hesitant to give too many like specific recommendations because i don't want anyone to like go start taking everything but definitely yes yeah like you know like what the root cause of their stress is number one and like going to that so like is the root cause of your stress lack of sleep because then you would use herbs and supplements to help optimize sleep is the root of your stress a really crappy job that is just so unfulfilling then learn how to like what helps you cope during that time and then honestly like I'm always for I know a lot of people like roll their eyes at me and they're like we don't always have the freedom to like choose and I'm like I believe that we do though and mm. there's so many incredible companies out there heck mine and we're like yeah. people <laughs> looking for you know amazing humans to work for them so especially yeah. now that like post-covid and like so many things are virtual too totally so everything's remote like yeah yeah, so many women are like you know taking charge of their health and in doing so they're finding remote jobs so that Mm -hmm. they can wake up and make themselves breakfast and they don't have to like drink coffee on an empty stomach and then rush out the door and sit in traffic to get to an office yeah yeah and you know it's such a man's world that we live in so yeah find the root cause yeah and like immediate stress the second you wake up (laughs) immediate stress yeah so finding the root cause of your stressor and 
making specific lifestyle and nutritional changes and adding in supplementation and herbal medicine to help cope with that specific stressor. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Amazing. Um, And then, so a lot of the time women in cancer, whether it's like for fertility reasons or women in cancer, women that have cancer, whether it's for fertility reasons or, you know, for breast cancer, a lot of the times um, we'll be in like forced menopause which can be obviously very tough, like mentally. And then physically, there's like so many symptoms with like hot flashes and all these different things that come with it. So curious if you have any recommendations for like regulating um, your hormones once you're kind of in that stage or with poor hot flashes or anything like that, if you have any recommendations. Yeah, so I I remember I read this because you had sent me over the questions beforehand. Mm. And again, like, I don't want to like offend anyone because again, I'm not a cancer survivor, so I haven't been through this, but I will Mm -hmm. say just like based on the research that like, for example, my aunt, we believe that like the root cause of her cancer was the high doses of of synthetic estrogen that she was taking with hormone replacement therapy. So I would just say Mm. like to really take charge of your health and like do some research to see what type of hormone replacement therapy would be best. And there are natural bioidentical, also called micronized hormone replacement okay. therapies. And so that would be the safest route than like a progestin or mm. synthetic synthetic estrogen or progesterone. Just try to stay away from as much as possible. There are mm. bioidentical ones. So just be honest with your doctor and say, hey, I'm really concerned about taking synthetic hormones like can we do yeah. I know that there are bioidentical ones can you just prescribe me those ones oh okay okay very interesting yeah mm-hmm. and then also you know just always supporting the foundations um above all things above all things make sure that you're supporting yeah. the foundations supporting your gut health because the gut um is our first mm-hmm. brain we need to make sure that our gut health is there for healthy neurotransmitter production, also for hormone production and utilization and metabolism. Mm -hmm. So supporting your gut, eating prebiotic foods, probiotic rich foods, taking a probiotic if you need that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, You know, I I focus more on like addition versus subtraction because that's like the mentality of diet culture. So like addition, like how many colorful veggies you add to plate every day? Because think of how many micronutrients that you're going to get. Those micronutrients help with um the phases of liver detoxification Mm -hmm. one two and three which is the actual um packaging up and expelling of those toxins via the urine sweat mucus and um, bile in your stool so uh obviously you know there are specific situations everyone's different where you kind of need to go beyond Uh those foundations and you may need some supplementation nac specific Mm. liver supportive herbs all these things that help to optimize and upregulate detoxification so um you know one of my great friends i would love to send you a page madison because she's actually a cancer survivor and she's like me she's literally like me if if i was 10 years older and had wow (laughs) like she's like same interest and passions as me she's not as into like women's health specifically and like hormone balance but like she had thyroid cancer she goes to this center in mexico called hope for cancer every year where she stays there for a few weeks and they do all natural integrated things so you know they're doing stuff like that it's it's just different right like you know this like how 
someone with cancer detoxes is different than right. how I detox, you know, like you may have to do something a little bit more mm-hmm. vigorous, not forever, but you know, maybe it's once a year for you, or maybe it's twice a year, whatever it yeah. is for you. Um, so she's doing a lot of things that, you know, I've just watched her and I've, you know, tried to be as supportive as I can throughout her whole journey. And she's reached out to me a lot too, because she actually has two healthy oh, baby boys. Um, but, you know, and she was obviously told like, you're never yeah. going to get pregnant um, because of your diagnosis mm-hmm. and your cancer. So anyway, I'll send you over her page because she's yes, great, very into all great. things holistic. Um, but, you know, her herself has has battled cancer so she yeah. can speak more on that side of things mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm so I'm like a little bit nervous because I'm like I don't want to you know overpromise anything totally or like totally do something just because they listen to this you know yeah but that being said like I have seen both in real life and in clinical studies and trials that it is possible like you know obviously there are those times where western medicine is needed whether it's surgery or whatever it is yeah chemotherapy mm-hmm. but um you know use nutrition and lifestyle and all of these things to make sure that like you it doesn't come back and yeah. to make sure that you feel the best that you possibly can during all of those treatments as well yeah so you know that's a perfect prime example of where you can use both um allopathic medicine and naturopathic medicine at the same time yeah yeah no totally and don't be nervous like everyone you know everyone ask your doctor before you do anything but (laughs) um (laughs) no I'm like I think it's all about balance too I mean like as a nutrition coach like I'm all about you know obviously like I did western medicine chemo like I wasn't gonna not do it but afterwards is like when I really needed to support my body and recovering and detoxing and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause you feel like your body is so different after, like you just were pumped with poison, you know? So, um, exactly. And I'm yeah. sure you have like so many resources for people too of like how to properly like, uh, stand up for yourself, like in the doctor's office. Yes. Because, advocating, you know, yes. I mean, I can only imagine how extreme it is for, you know, cancer patients. Like I sort of saw it with my aunt because like even I just like a healthy, normal individual who's, you know, for the most part already gotten past all of her major health struggles. When I still go into Mm -hmm. the office, it's like, you should hop on the pill or like, is your needle not high? Well, we have a pill for that. And it's like, so like, it's almost like a cartoon. I'm like, oh, so I can only imagine what it must be like with cancer going in and it's so fear-based and it's like, oh my gosh, your body's failing you. You need to get this surgery you mm-hmm. need to keep up blah, 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 blah. and like you know to advocate for yourself and be like I want to hear all of my options mm-hmm. and it's totally okay to leave a doctor's office and go I still want to hear other opinions like I want to go talk for to sure. other people yeah and just to like empower people to do that like when my aunt first got her diagnosis she was so scared like she yeah. like couldn't even move she was like frozen she was so scared and then you know, she talked to some other people, she talked to other cancer survivors, all these things. And then like mm-hmm. her stress level went down, but like the amount of fear that was instilled in her after like that doctor's appointment, it yeah. was, I had never seen her like that before. Yeah. So, um, which I kept telling her, I'm like, please reduce your stress. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that. I do know. Um, so anyway, this, you know, I, anyone who's listening to this, like, you know, you are your own best healer and you are the CEO of your own body. So like mm-hmm. always go, you know, get other opinions and, you know, see the other options that are out there for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so important to advocate for yourself and it's really hard and really scary. Uh, Cause earlier you said like, we've, you know, our society is like doctor is God and like, that's what we think, but we know our bodies 
more than sometimes we think we do. So yes, love Absolutely. that. We really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the healing journey is like, we have all these barriers up to feeling our own emotions and feeling our like physical, yeah. um, our physical emotions as well. We have all these barriers up like that have just been getting stronger and thicker ever since we were like brought onto this earth mm-hmm. and becoming more in tune with your divine feminine and your menstrual cycle and yeah. your moon cycles and everything it really just brings you back home and now I like feel I used to have extreme indecisiveness like I literally couldn't even decide like what I was gonna have for dinner I was like I don't know and um, yeah I was totally. like, it's not that big of a deal like you can literally <laughs> if you have this for dinner you can have the other one tomorrow night you know but it was like it really that's how I also knew something was up it's like the final year I was on birth control literally could not make any decisions for myself and I was Mm. so anxious at like my decisions and always second guess them yeah and now I just feel so confident in myself and don't get me wrong it's a work in progress for sure Uh but I feel so much better now and I've seen so many women like just totally take control of everything about them that makes them who they are and it's so flipping cool and powerful to see yeah that's incredible I love that that's amazing um well thank you so much Maddie like you've given so much information it's amazing and so helpful where can people like find you find soothe which we didn't even get a chance to talk about but if you want to just give a quick overview on soothe and the product that would be amazing and then where everyone can find you your podcast all that good stuff yeah okay so my instagram i'll just i'll just kind of throw all these out my instagram is just the maddie miles peace love hormones instagram is peace love hormones our podcast is on spotify and on apple Podcasts. it's just peace love hormones so all of that's there if you wanted to go straight to the website it's www.peacelifehormones.com but also if you just go to my instagram or peaceful hormones instagram all of the links to everything podcast our app Perfect. our ebooks everything is there and soothe is my herbal remedy that is for pms it's for hormone health overall menstrual um regularity and menstrual health and it's also for liver health and gut health it does so mm. many things and neurological health so that's soothe and then actually we're about to release our second formula which is herbal bitters and that is for detoxification support um, digestive support as well bitters is something that we've really lost as a modern society the most bitter things that we have nowadays are like coffee but most people kind of put cream and sugar in it so you're losing the bitters and we have bitter receptors on our tongue and in our gi tract that get the digestive juices go in to optimize digestion and extraction of the nutrients from the foods and absorption of them so as we know we've already talked about this before but the more you know nutrient dense foods you can eat the better but also making sure that you're actually absorbing that food as well Mm. so then you start to see the clear skin and the thick strong hair and better mood better sleep better libido all things are just working properly because you are giving your body everything that it needs to function properly Incredible. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I already have Soothe and it's amazing. And I'm going to get the other product too when it comes out. I can't wait. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, You're such a light and I really appreciate your story and I really appreciate what you're doing. And I know that everyone listening to this is listening because they adore you as well.
Oh, thank you. Well, same to you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all that information in your story. Really appreciate it. Um, and everyone, if you have questions for Maddie, um, she just told you where to reach her. And then also I'll put it all in the show notes. So you can um, go to her Instagram and podcast and everything. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Maddie. Bye.